0: Down to business with Bobby Kerr brought to you by Bank of Ireland on news talk
1: now recent figures from Europe and the CSO are shedding more light on the current economic situation so as the cloud of uncertainty around the economy begins to disperse it's time to ask what this means for the country for business and indeed for your pocket one man with at least some of the answers is economist Dan O'Brien and he joins me now good morning Dan how are you
0: Very good, Bobby. Many thanks.
1: Great to talk to you again. We spoke about three or four months ago, and there was huge uncertainty surrounding the state of the economy. We had record uh, energy cost inflation with general inflation, and interest rates hadn't quite started to bite. But, But where are we now as you see it, Dan?
0: Yeah back then uh, Bobby was probably the most uncertain period of my professional life over about a quarter of a century. It was really really hard to see which way the economy was going, would it come through okay or would it plunge into a recession? And don't forget back then there was also the risk that we'd have we'd have energy outages over the winter, not enough gas, etc. So look, we've come through the European economy, the Irish economy has come through the past 3 months. Nearly every indicator has come up better than expected. So it looks as though we've dodged the recessionary bullet for now. There are other things coming down the line. We're not out of the woods, but it's certainly a lot better than it looked three months ago. There's a lot less uncertainty, particularly on the downside, i.e. into a recession. We've still got an inflation problem. That was made amply clear just this week, but uh, better to have an overheating economy than to have an economy plunging into recession with, uh, with energy shortages and the like. Okay. What about
1: the impact of interest rate heights? Uh, we, we we've seen some, uh, even if you look at anecdotal stuff in the venture capital world, they've all seem to have changed their strategy about you know focusing on profit rather than market share now. So, what other impacts do you see around interest
0: hikes? Well, that's one of the big sort of headwinds where the economy is facing. You know, the European Central Bank only started increasing interest rates last year. Uh, Economists generally think on historical patterns that it takes about up to two years for the full effect of an interest rate hike today to take full effect. So we we haven't seen the effects of those interest rates fully yet. And it's very likely we'll see further increases in interest rates. In Ireland, households have really cut their debt. So that's a good thing. So we're not as exposed as we were in the past to higher interest rates. A lot of the government's debt is on longer term uh, rates. So there's not going to be an immediate huge impact. It's not as though you know the government is at risk. It still has a big debt, but it's not as though it's going to run out of cash anytime soon. So there's no doubt that interest rates will have an effect on all parts of the economy, including the business economy, of course, you, you mentioned sort of areas like private equity and how they're changing their patterns with the higher interest rate environment. So it'll, it'll, it'll be a headwind. Um, uh, I
1: was also thinking about things like, you know, building of houses, anything where companies would be borrowing, like people would be just less, you know, they'd be reluctant to borrow in a rising interest rate sort of climate, won't they?
0: Yeah, like that's the idea, you know, the, the, the European, the central banks raise interest rates to make people uh, more reluctant to spend. And that dampens ac- activity in the economy and thereby dampens inflation. So that's the general idea. Yeah. Now, it, it, for it, in the specific case of, of housing in Ireland, that's the one area I'm really pessimistic. You know, it looked like we had got on top of this problem before the pandemic, but the pandemic clobbered construction. Has changed the inflation environment. Has changed the interest rate environment. And as you say, um, you know, borrowing to to build is now difficult. Uh, the cost of building has soared that inflationary change. So, uh, you know, I'm very downbeat. I have to say about the the outlook for housing. We're already seeing a downturn in housing construction, and it looks like that's going to go continue. Uh, at the same time, as we have this huge surge in demand for housing, particularly from immigration, uh, it is causing a, uh, a worsening of the housing crisis. And I don't see that uh, easing anytime soon.
1: The In terms of the pandemic savings, uh, they still seem to be prevalent, don't they? It, like, It really astonishes me that so much, uh, I suppose, savings were accumulated by one cohort of society during the the two years of the pandemic,
0: yeah, it was ex- it was extraordinary the amount of, of money that both businesses and households uh, put into into savings. Uh, really was, you know, I was particularly surprised around businesses because you'd expect businesses in tight conditions, like being locked down, to be burning through their cash deposits. But in fact, in the aggregate, if you look at all of the business savings sitting in banks, there was a huge increase during the pandemic. Uh, now that's begun to dissipate now that the subsidies, uh, the COVID subsidies are all gone. Uh, But in terms of households, the increase in savings continues. So we have, seem to have had a big shift in patterns of savings. Uh, We're nowhere near the uh, savings rates pre-pandemic. So households are are saving uh, much more than they used to. Now, I don't think that's going to last. um, And I think it's likely that that will move back to normal particularly as people's incomes have been hit real incomes have been hit by inflation so inflation has eaten into people's purchasing power i think one of the reasons people are still spending and there's growth in spending is partly because people are able to fall back on savings and have that cushion of accumulated savings during the pandemic so definitely I i think it's a strong factor in what's happening in the economy right now
1: if we look at the jobs market as well dan um there certainly was a tech wobble in the last three or four months. Um, it, it doesn't seem to have been as catastrophic as some might have predicted.
0: Not at all. No, no, no. Like, look, you know, during the pandemic, the tech sector everywhere, and because Ireland is a huge global, part of the global tech sector, there was a, an astonishing surge in activity in the tech sector, including uh, tens of thousands of new jobs added. There was a global wobble in the tech sector last year. That is the numbers are showing. That's had an impact here, um, but it has been, you know, the, the tech sector is still about forty percent bigger. Its its output is about forty percent higher than before the pandemic, uh, according to figures we got out just last just last week. So, you know, both from the activity in the sector, yeah, some slowdown, some bottoming out, some 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 plateauing um, in terms of employment. There may have been some decline in employment, but look, people, anyone who's employed in the tech sector is you know so in demand uh, in various other sectors with any of those skills that i certainly don't see any significant employment problem even if the tech shakeout were to become more serious um so yeah i just you know I, i really the tech sector has been an incredibly supercharged part of the irish economy uh over over quite a while and i'd be pretty upbeat about about it for the future. It's a growth sector. It's it's only going to grow in the future. So, you know, Ireland's really well positioned to be, to be in that space. And of course, like any industry, it'll have its, you know, wobbles, but it's not one part of the picture that I'm worried about at all.
1: Um, maybe one that you might be worried about is the hospitality and tourism sector. Now, I know they're two different sectors, but they're very much related. Uh, firstly, I think tourist demand could be strong this this summer particularly, but there may be issues in terms of accommodating and indeed feeding people uh, if we look at uh, what's happening in both uh, with hotels and indeed with restaurants.
0: Yeah, well, I, the latest figures for January show that the number of international arrivals into Ireland exceeded the, the pre-pandemic. So, it looks as though the, the sort of the huge decline in, in the pandemic uh, has been overcome, and we're back into into growth territory. But as you say, that industry faces big challenges. Uh, clearly, the refugee situation is uh, taking up a lot of the, the hospitality beds, and that's reducing capacity for the uh, for your standard sort of tourist. So that's an issue. The increase in food prices. You know, food prices have been not as bad in Ireland. The infla- Irish food inflation hasn't been as bad as as most of the rest of Europe, but it's certainly there, and uh, you know that's squeezing people in the in the restaurant business. Um, and you know, I, I think there could well be something of a shakeout in the whole hospitality um, tourism sector uh, later in the year. Um, you know, what do you mean by that? A shakeout. Well, a out that some of the companies that, that, you know, there was this really strange thing, Bobby, during the pandemic uh, that was not just Ireland but elsewhere as well, that the number of business bankruptcies actually fell. Okay, now this was the most extraordinary thing, that in a, in a big shock, bankruptcies go up because businesses that are just about getting through are pushed over the edge. Now, what happened in the pandemic was that the, just the, the absolute number of bankruptcies fell. So what was going on? Basically, companies that were, were at the edge before the pandemic just tapped into subsidies and kept going. Yeah. So, you know, there was clearly a misallocation of resources. It's not a criticism for policymakers. They had to act really fast to save as many businesses as possible. But there was what we call in economics a deadweight loss. Companies that would would have gone out of business had there been no pandemic ended up being subsidized and staying in business. So I think that effect of a sort of backlog of bankruptcies uh, will come through. And businesses that came through the pandemic thanks to subsidies uh, have had those taken away. They have now got those sort of increased price pressures that we're, we're, we're talking about. Margins have been squeezed. So the the those those ones that are at the margin, the least profitable, the ones that are loss-making uh, are, are likely to go. So I would expect something of a shakeout in, in that industry. Uh, so that that's probably facing a more difficult time.
1: All right. Well, I'm sorry to end on a negative note because I know you're broadly optimistic, uh, certainly for the rest of 2023 in the Absolutely. in your economic outlook, Dan. But thanks for joining us this morning, and always a pleasure to get your economic updates.
0: Many thanks for having me, Bobby.
1: Down to business with Bobby Kerr, brought to you by Bank of Ireland. Saturday morning at 11 on News Talk.